Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today, we are talking about the value of video marketing in real estate. Put that coffee oh, down. I'm jealous of your coffee. <coughs> if you're you good at something, girls? never do it. He has a coffee. How'd you get the gig? I do. Oh, I, you know. They were hiring? Yeah, I should There's be having coffee number two. But, hey, uh, so we're going to talk all about uh, video marketing today, differences in um, how we uh, use video, uh, what works, maybe what doesn't work. A lot of this today is going to be opinion. And uh, Matt had the great idea that it would be uh, good to get some feedback on this episode. So uh, wherever you're encountering this, whether it's on YouTube or any social media, um, we're going to have a link to places you can interact. We'd love to know your guys' thoughts, both from realtors who listen to the show and just from the public. How do you like to consume video marketing in real estate? Um, and you know, if you feel like sending us an email, uh, feedback at morealestateshow.com or any of the other cool ways you can interact with us. But, uh, before we get into that, what's, what's been going on guys, how you doing? I just want to add to that because I think it's stylistic too. I want to talk about some styles of video. So mm. I'm curious to hear people like a certain style. Over I like film noir. <laughs> That's the answer Jeff wants. So uh, if you're listening like on a podcast platform, we'll put a link to just a couple of different YouTube channels. Come in there and leave the comments so we have a consistent comment thread. I guess that's, yeah, also, that's sure. also a good question. Podcasts on video. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Our podcast uh, okay, hey. on video that is also on video. Mm. That's right. <laughs> Too deep, so Jeff. Clever. Too deep. Well, Hey, uh, so what I would say uh, to all my friends out there who are watching is uh, I had to change my recording location today because my kids made a fort in the basement. That's a pretty cool fort back there, Matt. Yeah, that is pretty good. It feels very Harry Potter. Like you look from the outside and you go in and it's like this giant space inside. Uh, they're becoming very proficient at fort building. That's what's happening. You help, in my <coughs> you help them uh, stage it too? No, I'm going to let them uh, just drown on this one. Okay. So I've, I've got a bit of an update from last week. The test came back negative. So if anybody was listening last week, I was talking about that I had the COVID test. Um, I imagine that if it had been positive, I would have gotten a phone call, but I just got like a one line email. Test was negative. Hmm. Wow. Like, thanks, doctor. <laughs> Surprised so, that anyway, didn't text you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really good news. Other than that, one of the things that was kind of interesting this week is activity i don't know if you guys felt this but activity got a huge bump i felt like like showings uh went through the roof and i had a really weird experience which i've only had one time before uh we have a listing that's been on the market a little while and we got an offer on it we'd been negotiating for a day we had reached a standstill where they had flat out said nope we are not willing to pay a price that you were willing to sell it for and then right as I was going into another showing, the listing agent texted me back and was like, hey, can you just send me your counter in writing again, uh, open till, till now, I'm gonna try one more time. So I did, I talked to my seller and they were like, yep, yep, if they're willing to pay that price, we're still willing to sell it. I do the showing and while I'm doing the showing, these other people love it. And I'm like, okay, so just so you know, we've, we're in the middle of a negotiation, um, but if you wanna be kept in the loop or whatnot, let me know. The other agent calls me like five minutes later and is like, we want to write an offer and uh, away we'll go. And I, I prepped my seller because I've had this situation happen before where we get stuck on an offer, but it's still live. 
and then another offer comes in. And the situation I'd had happen before was that as soon as I rescinded the offer, the other the buyer's agent said, oh, actually, we'd already signed it physically. And if they're doing it electronically, then you've got a timestamp. But if they're physically in person, you have no way of proving that they didn't sign that offer before you officially killed it. Because an offer can be revoked, but the chain of events is, uh, is difficult. And the exact same thing happened again. Um, so second offer came in, we rescinded the offer. Agents said that they signed it before we did. Um, but my seller's happy. We ended up taking the second offer as a backup offer. And I think the first, the second offer really motivated the first one. I don't know if they were going to sign because it had been there for, for quite a while. So well, weird, maybe not, weird sequence of events. It's, I think it speaks to the market in general right now is consumer confidence is growing in positivity. Yes. People aren't afraid to compete with each other. Now they're not competing in an overly aggressive format, but they will say, well, if somebody else wants it, I still want to take a crack at it. I'm not just going to walk away and watch from the sidelines. Um, we launched a listing last week and I, we talked about it last week in our update. So quickly, I will say that I got some really serious interest early on, got an accepted offer and a backup right away. Um, and have had more interest ever since. And, you know, the calls sort of come in, but to your point last week too, Jeff, a lot took, you know, five days to start getting the calls. Yeah. Um, but I did get a couple of very interested calls in the very first day. Interesting. And then it was five days later that the rest started to sort of roll in. Um, but every agent I'm interacting, asking them, and they're all saying the same thing you said, Jeff, that activity is up. And I even had a client come to me and say, Matt, I want to buy something. I need to get something now because I really feel with the government easing restrictions, things are only going to go up in price. So let's just get it done now. I can't say if that client is right or wrong, but I can say that he can't be alone in having that opinion. Right, right before uh, I got on the call with you guys, I was talking to an agent who has a listing in Victoria Hill that just hit last week. And she said uh, they had multiple offers on it first week, right away. Now, uh, we were talking candidly and she was talking about the fact that it wasn't crazy. It wasn't over asking. Every offer came in under. Um, but there were people who were willing to write against each other, which is new last week. I found anytime there was the potential for people competing, someone would say, no, I, I don't want, fill me in on what happened, but I'm, I'm not willing to, to play ball against each other. And it seems like there's a real shift happening right now for sure. There's a lot of that. Jerry, we've been hogging the platform here. You got to say hi. Hello everybody. I'm not wearing a hat today. Um, it's uh, yeah, I haven't, it's my, like personally, what I've been doing is my things kind of shifted more towards like sellers this past kind of week and a bit. Um, but part, part of that has just been going through the, like a lot of the buyers ended up buying in the past few months. Um, so that's been, been a big part. So I'll have more to say uh, in the next few weeks, but we're, we just seem to be getting a few more calls now for, for, for listings actually. So that's an interesting yeah. shift. <clears throat> well, well, in preparing all these listings, we've been creating a lot of video. Jeff, you do a lot. We do a lot. We're now doing sort of multiple formats. We talked about this last week. That on mm -hmm. our team, we're doing a short one-minute sort of punchy commercial. And then we're doing a detailed walkthrough. So there's a lot of different styles out there. But the reason why this topic came to mind for me is because somebody, one of our colleagues shared a video from a Remax agent in New Zealand. And it was mm -hmm. funny. It was humorous like he's he's being pretty funny and i was curious like when is it appropriate does your seller think you're not taking things serious 
do consumers like a funny video versus a really informative one about a house? Like there's a lot of different ways of approaching this. And yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that video. You're talking about the one where it sounds like he's about to swear all the time, but it keeps cutting That's before the and, the, and then the swear. And then it, it, it shifts into, Oh, he wasn't about to say the F word. He was about to say foyer of this nice new home. And then it flows into the foyer and, and transitions around. Yeah. In my experience, I so I've made a lot of really out there videos. Not every listing video, but I've, I've done a lot that sort of push, push the boundaries of not just a traditional walking through the home video. And I've never, I think this is back from sort of uh, film school days of really being drilled in. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I've never had a conversation with a, a seller beforehand to be like, Hey, I'm going to try something a little bit out there and different for this one. I've never had a seller be disappointed when the video was either entertaining or really attention grabbing, but not as informational. In fact, the best reactions I've ever had from, from sellers are those really out there videos. And I, I think that's one, cause it's fun to be a little creative. I'm sure I'll do one at some point where somebody won't like it. Uh, but the reaction is positive, especially when they see all of the reactions online. Like when they scroll through the 15,000 people that watch their video and they're seeing all of these comments about how cool their place is. Sure. When an artist takes to... a chance, like <laughs> yeah. an artist takes a chance on something that might fail when it flops because it's their fault. But when it's a hit, you know, everybody notices and everybody wants to talk yeah. about it. Right. But if you told everybody ahead of time, half the people would say, don't try that too risky yeah right what do you think about that jerry like sellers and what they're looking for with video um i think that there's a certain level of professionalism that they're going to want um but i mean typically we found that when you're explaining to them that you know if the purpose of this video is for social media marketing or ads um we have to hold their attention um we only have a short amount of time and if anything it you know it needs to be more like a, a teaser um we're not going to necessarily get into like, hey, you never showed that I put, you know, pot lights in the basement or something, for example, as I'm looking at Matt's pot lights in his basement. Um, but just knowing the intent of the video and, and the purpose that, that it serves. Um, and I mean, that's part one of the reasons why kind of lately we've all been sort of diversifying the types of videos because we, we're not getting as many people into the homes themselves. So we need to kind of get as much, much out there as possible. But I'm always for doing fun, fun videos and something that's a little, little entertaining, maybe a little cheeky. I mean, we did one that we just, all we did was make mojitos. Um, and, but somehow, yeah, that was showed, a great showed a, somehow showed a video or showed a, a listing within that sort of minute time frame. I'm, I'm curious, have you guys ever had negative feedback from a seller on a listing video that you did? No, 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 I, I, I think for the most part, like, Sellers will give you negative feedback on pictures. They'll have, I find the most common negative feedback is the write-up. Sellers, I find a lot of sellers are very critical about how you've decided to describe the home uh, that they're doing. Um, but I, I find with video, A, there's still the majority of agents are not doing it. So it's kind of like bonus content as far as the seller is concerned. And I think also, unlike a write-up, like everybody wrote essays in school, everybody knows what they want. I don't think the majority of sellers are going to say to you, 
um, oh, well, I would have done it this way, or I, I had an idea of what the video was supposed to look like, because I think the majority of them don't think that they could do it themselves. I think that's a fair analysis. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more freedom there. It's too bad we don't have analytics on who's actually reading the write-ups, because that would be pretty, pretty telling, too, I would imagine. What do you mean? I don't know if a lot of people are actually going through and reading um, the blurbs, the, the public remarks that we have on our listings. It's just people are just, I mean, just in general, you look at like Twitter as a format. Like I only have so much time. Just give me the facts. And, and the people that are seasoned sort of looking at these listings online, they know the main kind of details. Like what, what's the square footage price, uh, bedrooms, bathrooms. Okay. Floor, give me the floor plan. I'll find out where everything is and, and, and the pictures in the video. And that's kind of the extent of it. I don't know how many are like looking and be like, Oh, this one's bright and spacious, honey. I don't know if you saw this, this one, uh, we should definitely have a look at this. <laughs> this one says it won't last. So this we one, better. And this one says designer paint. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Of every piece of information on the listing, the pictures, the floor plan, the link to the virtual tour, all of the data, my personal opinion is the write-up is the least important. My least favorite thing to do, too. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I could, I mean, I, maybe we get away from them. Um, you know, it's, it, I think it's the kind of thing that if you just look at how, yeah, how people look at, at media and consume the information, um, people don't really want to read a, a paragraph uh, of a realtor's fluff piece on, on the listing, right? No, yeah. I think, I think the value there is stuff that you can't put in the data input, which is how old is the roof or, you know, if a house has had drainage done or plumbing or these types of things, stuff that could cost you money that you can't learn anywhere else on the listing. That's um, but I'm not mentioning that in my video. What do you think buyers want to see in the video? So I think it's really important with every piece of video content that we make that we're really clear about what the objective is. And you know, those little one minute videos you were talking about, anything that like I'm trying to get people to consume through Instagram or through Facebook, really it's just bait. It's just a hook. You just want to give them, in my opinion, an emotional response that is positive, that makes them want to learn more and a really easy way to access that more information. Um, I don't think, uh, there, there's a screenwriting book called uh, Story, which is one of my favorite books of all time that talks about how we don't actually get an audience's attention by giving them information we actually hold their attention by withholding as much information as possible and making them want to know before then delivering the exposition of what they want to know. So if you just explain everything in a movie about a character right before anything happens, the audience is bored and they disengage. On the other hand, if you create a bit of mystery and you try to get the audience curious about that character, then when you explain it all, they're totally in and they want to know. And I feel like those little one minute videos you guys are creating and the things that I'm doing for Facebook and Instagram, that's the, the hook. You just want to get them, the buyer to want to know more and an easy way to get there. And then you can deliver either through the listing or a more in-depth video, the actual, okay, here's the information dump. Here's everything you need to know and a way for you to engage and just keep taking the next steps. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're not. saying that, sorry, Jerry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say that one minute video is the hook. So the buyer is being 
teased and now they're interested. Now, so J Jeff, you mentioned a few times, we're making one minute videos. And then in addition to that, we do a deep dive that's like a full, not too flashy walkthrough of the home. So they can come there. What do we think the buyer is looking for in that longer format? Well, I, yeah, I, I would agree. Like I watched that latest one that you guys did and it's, it's very simple. There's nothing uh, flashy about it at all. You guys have, it looks to me like, no, that's not a, that's not a criticism. We bought, it. We, bought a, we bought a gimbal. <laughs> you bought a gimbal, you shot it on your phone and I think you voiced it over afterwards. Is that, is that correct? And a little bit of edits, but pretty minimal. Yeah, yeah. We, we shoot it, yeah. we shoot it separately and then the voiceover is done after the fact. Yeah. And I, I think there your, your goal, your objective is very different, right? Like you're trying to recreate the experience of a showing as closely as possible. It's like you're getting the chance to say all the things to a buyer that you would say if they were physically walking through the home. That's not going to grab somebody's attention online like those flashier one minute videos you've made. But if I'm interested already and I want to know more, I think it's a fantastic tool to be able to really make sure you say what needs to be said to that buyer in a concise way that you can't guarantee. Because especially with COVID and trying to have as few people going through the home as possible, I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm showing my listings, I'm opening the door. I'm letting the buyer's agent take their client through the home. And then afterwards, I'm asking them a few questions and trying to provide them with more information, but I'm not following them around the home like I might've done before and saying, Hey, look at this, look at that. So I, I think you guys are creating a great way of, of recreating that moment of being in the home with them uh, when it's either physically not possible or, or maybe it's like this third step, right? Before it was hook right into showing. Now you've got hook, first little information dump which hopefully leads to a showing i would imagine is the strategy i think that's that's where this yeah this whole thing came with with doing those was just to get the the, the almost the first showing out of the way and things that you don't necessarily totally um well things maybe in the write-up that you don't read um but yeah you're not going to necessarily know the types of the type of flooring which some people care about um depending on you know, is it laminate or is it actually like a nice wood flooring um you know, some of the exposure stuff you might want to know if you're looking over at a balcony, like what is that out there or what's that weird building? Is there something going up there? Um, fireplaces, even people, that's like a question you always kind of get. Like when you're in a showing, there's certain things that like points that you need to, to touch on that the, yeah. uh, the casual observer first time in the home for 10 minutes isn't necessarily going to pick up on. Um, usually we get those things out of the way pretty quick and then, and then leave them alone. Um, yeah. but just kind of that opportunity to, to get through that. And, and hopefully if there is something that you're like, Oh, actually that person, I don't like that about that listing or I would never buy a place that, that looks that way. Maybe they don't come to the property and, and risk, you know, the health and things like that. So. I, I saw a really cool one. Uh, it was a 360 tour, uh, which we've talked about on the show a bunch of times. So moving around like Google Street View in the home. But Jeff Pershik, who uh, is an agent out in North Van, he did a 360 tour. But he it was, do you remember those like pop-up videos, music videos from when we were like in the 90s on Much Music, where mm -hmm. the music video would play, but these little information bubbles would pop up as you were watching the video? He did that with a 360 tour. So as you move through, it's like the points you walk into the living room and then a little bubble pops up and points at the floor and is like real hardwood floor refinished at this point. 
And then you move into the kitchen and the appliances pop up and it says when they were all replaced. Mm. And it, I mean, just a little bit extra effort, but I thought, man, this is, this is really cool. And again, you know, going about it from a different way, but I think trying to accomplish that same thing you guys are trying with the, the video walkthrough. Yeah, I've enjoyed the voiceover. The last one that we did, Jeremy did it on his own, but the first mm -hmm. two before that, him and I recorded simultaneously, like the two of us are walking through the home together and it felt really natural. It felt like a good way of describing it. And I, I enjoyed it. And I thought they went pretty well to the point that one of the last listings I was in, the two different showings that I actually brought through in person, both of them quoted something we said in the video. Interesting. Very cool. Can you, tell, so that, can you tell us what it was? Because I was not there. <laughs> uh, one was about the amenities. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember Jeremy said, like, there was this, this, and that thing. And that was crazy. I couldn't believe that. Hmm. And then the other, I think it was something about, you know, the view from the balcony. Because, again, we go out on the balcony with the camera and do a full pan to make sure that nothing's hidden about what you might be exposed to, good or bad. Now, are you including the link to these sort of full walkthrough videos is that the virtual tour link Correct. in the mls yeah so are you encouraging people to watch that before the showing is booked or just if they watch it great if they don't watch it that's fine too yeah there's no messaging from us to any list or any buyer's agent that that's up to them yeah yeah so. yeah i don't i don't know if i'd be comfortable with it with a video i'm doing the 360 tours and we are making that extra step when they book the showing were mentioning, hey, we'd really like to make sure just so that for COVID reasons, no people come through that are going to be turned off by like, oh, I don't like the kitchen or I don't like, you know, what it's looking at, the exposure, like Jer said. And so I'm sending the link with the confirmation like, hey, you're confirmed, but please ask your clients to look at this beforehand. And I'll say probably one out of every three cancels after looking at the tour and both the buyer's agent and the sellers are pretty grateful when I call and I'm like, Hey, these people, the kitchen doesn't work for them. And they're like, okay. You know, and COVID aside, I, I, I'm really sort of nervous about doing something like that. And, and because I mean, we've all had buyers that have just like things change, the situation changed depending on where they're at in their tour. Um, you know, they were really picky about something in the beginning and then they've actually eased up on some of those things. Um, so part of me is just kind of really cautious. I understand the reasoning for it right now with what's going on. Obviously that's, that can be really important. Um, but that is something I, I, I don't know. I just seen buyers sort of shift in, on, on things and I've seen, I mean, we've talked about it in picture videos of just like, you know, pictures that people making these judgments without seeing them in person and, and maybe they can be a little bit too harsh, but I don't know. I've never had the, the virtual tours. I've never really liked them personally. Um, so I just wouldn't want somebody to, because it's not 100%. It's not perfect. Um, so I wouldn't want someone to get a feeling like something isn't right about a layout or something. And it, it's just a, a distortion potentially from, from that. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know when the last time you looked at them, but they're like, I really go through every Matterport tour we've got going on right now. And they're very good representations of, of what's in there. Like it, it, it looks and feels like being inside the house. And I mean, it, to each their own for sure. But especially with homes that are occupied, 
it, uh, would you continue, know. would you continue doing this after, uh, post coronaviruses? That's a great question. Um, I don't know the answer to that offhand. Um, maybe having a conversation about what, um, what the seller wants is the right way as in like, Hey, this is an option. This is something we can do. I would imagine probably not because I would think as the public changes, uh, I mean, this might be two years from now, depending on how things go, but depending on how the public opinion changes right now, people are very receptive. On the other hand, once we're through all this, maybe it seems like a red flag when like maybe an agent's like, why do you want me to look at it? Is there something wrong with the floor plan? It always feels you know, yeah, that could like, happen. Like uh, you're getting tired of showing this listing. So you're just like, you see that, you know, sometimes you're like, you need, this isn't a fixer upper house. Like you don't need to see it. Just like, well, here's, here's how big the lot is. Here's what you can build. Here's like a lot of that stuff I've already right. talked to city hall about. Like if you want to come in here and see it, like it, it's no stop trying to save the house. It's done. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to well, take like neutral party here because um, I can agree <laughs> okay, with both Switzerland. of you. Well, yeah. I, I can agree with both of you, but the way that I look at it as the representative for the seller is that in my experience, any serious buyer is looking at every resource that's made available to them online. And I don't think I really need to point them to it. The buyer's agent may not have looked at it, but I, I, I you know, I, I feel like, because when you go to a page now, like our video as the virtual tour, it just shows there on any website where you're looking at listings, the video is just there. It's not click on a link to discover what it is. The thumbnail is there. So and they're watching it. Counterpoint to what you said. I agree with you. Any serious buyer is looking at this stuff already. And they're not gonna be eliminated by sending them the link. But the not serious buyer, who's just asked their agent to show them five houses, pick whatever you want, you might eliminate that guy. And do you need that guy coming through your home? No, you don't need that guy, right? So it, find balance. We talked about this last episode too, right? Where I, you know, ideally we want to bring people through to hope that they'll fall in love, even though they didn't think they would beforehand. Um, fortunately, so far our listings have been vacant or or with you know sparsely occupied, so we didn't have to yeah. worry too much about that. And the listing we launched last week, I only showed it twice. I showed it twice. I got an offer and a backup offer, and everybody else, I say, would you still like to show it? And they say, no, thanks. Call me if the deal falls through. So. If I was overwhelmed with showings, I would probably start to prescribe to a little bit of what Jeff's saying of make sure that you're looking because, yeah, if I bring 20 of you through, six of you probably are wasting our time. Yeah. Well, and some things will return back to normal for sure. Like one of the things is when we had 20 people coming through a listing, it was actually better to get those not serious buyers in there at the same time as the really serious buyer. So the serious buyer looks around and is like, oh man, look at all these people who are interested. There will be a time where that is the correct tactic again. But right now it's just not, not the case. And I, I think no matter what, I think at the end of the day, it's the seller's home and the seller's level of risk tolerance that matters. So I, I think no matter what, the important thing is we just have to be having these conversations with our sellers. Like when I frame this with the Matterport, I'm telling the sellers up front, hey, this is what I'm doing right now. Is this something you're comfortable with? And I, I say right off the bat, 
this is going to lower the number of people who come through your home. For sure, it eliminates some of them, but hopefully what it accomplishes is raises the quality versus the quantity of the people coming through. So I think that's understandable that what buyers are looking for is something that's an accurate representation of the home, like in today's world, right? So maybe a teaser to get them interested, an accurate representation of the home through Matterport or some other tour. The seller just wants something that gets more people interested in their home. That's the objective. Yeah. I, I have a question just before we, we move on. Your, um, your sort of tour walkthroughs you've been doing, I think they're really cool. Have you guys thought about playing around with doing them live? Well, we prefer the two of us to be interacting. Yeah. And that's not viable right now under the, the COVID uh, restrictions, right? Mm. The, the way that we record this is we can be physically distant. Um, are you recording them on a zoom call? Like, are you in physically different spaces when you're recording? Well, we've been done it in the room, uh, once or twice, but you know, with that sufficient distance and separate Lots microphones. Space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, walking through the room, you know, it can be, I don't know. I, I mean, live just didn't speak to me because I'm quite happy with the result that we're getting. I, I, I find mm-hmm. that I enjoy gathering the footage, watching it three or four times, and then speaking to it. And it tends to have a nice flow that is authentic, but um, effective, right? Yeah. A little bit more, con- a little bit more concise too. Um, rather yeah, than- for sure. Like anything that's sort of done live is, is, can just be, can get a little bit rambly if you've got two people. So the other thought I was thinking of, we talked about the the benefit to buyers, uh, the benefit to sellers, just trying to get more people interested. Um, and then the third is just sort of this, the benefit to the agent or and as a separate note too, just informative videos. So less about advertising a property, more about educating some other respect of what's going on in our business, right? Like this. Yeah. Like this. Exactly like this. Yeah. I I think for real estate agents, the number one advantage of doing video, and it is a fantastic tool to help get a home sold and to help get information out there. It's a way better version of a newspaper ad. I, I think for hooks and, and like you said, those, those second steps, creating a virtual showing, all of that's fantastic. The other big advantage, and this won't come as a surprise to either of you though, is creating a sense with your potential clients like they know you before you ever walk through the door. You know, all the real estate trainers talk about how, you know, for somebody to decide that they want to work with an agent, the three ingredients are they have to know them, they have to like them, and they have to trust them, right? And if, you know, you guys are fantastic at providing informational content for the public, I think you guys pretty much every week put something out there Uh, that's helpful, it's free, it's valuable. And I I think the goal is just over time building that know, like, and trust where so by the time somebody calls you and you walk through the door, they already feel like they know Matt and Jer, just like that person who was like, oh, Jer already told me about this. Like you're, you're kind of building that relationship, you know, while you're sleeping or while you're playing with your kids and somebody's engaging with these videos. And I, I think that's by far the most powerful uh, effect of creating video for your business. I think in another sort of, um, I guess another example of that too is, is to your, like your knowledge of the city, like we do with the food stuff. Yes. Um, 
you know, I'm looking to hire three agents. I've got this one that my friend recommended. I've got um, this person. I, I've seen their stuff around town and maybe someone I met at an open house or whatever. Um, and if they're seeing that you're creating this content for the city and you're like, and a huge part of you selling this listing is they've got it. Like location is so critically important um, that this person is passionate about that information and, and getting that out there. Um, so I think that's, that's another, another, another part of it is just kind of flexing some of that knowledge of, of the city and, and just passion. It's a lot easier to sell something if you're passionate about it, right? Yeah, for any listeners not familiar, Jer and Jeff eat New West. Uh, so, <laughs> so you've got your Facebook group that's just uh, killing it in town. It's probably one of the biggest uh, community discussion groups in New West now. So people talking about restaurants and food and cooking, it's evolved a lot over the last year and a half. But anybody listening, just curious, that's what you're looking for, Eat New West on, on Facebook if you want to engage more with these guys in the food community in New West. Well, yeah, and like, let's, let's look at that because Jer's Jer 100% correct, right? Like even though we never talk about real estate and we never try to sell real estate because we want the group to be its own thing. We want it to be uh, something positive. It's not salesy at all. It's just something for the community. But hopefully the side effect is like Jer said, they learn that we're experts on the city, which builds trust. Hopefully they connect with us over the things we love about new West, which hopefully builds like, and if they're watching the videos we make every week, they definitely know who we are. Like it, it ticks all of those boxes without being a sales pitch. And without being kind of slimy, which it's, you know, a lot of real estate marketing feels sort of gross. This just feels organic and natural. And it's something we'd be talking about anyway, and we are passionate about. So, yeah, I, I think there's, there's huge benefit for it. Do we get it all? <laughs> I don't know. Are there any... Have you guys tried any video stuff that, uh, that did not work? I, I wouldn't say that because we haven't gotten too, you know, for Jer and I as creators, we haven't pushed the envelope too much because we don't have the skills, the equipment, the the vision for that kind of stuff. I've, I've only seen us improve over the years, which has been great. You know, you go back and look at stuff from a few years ago and today, our content we create is a whole lot better. But the person, the videographer that we pay to create stuff for us, she has that vision and creativity. We absolutely love what she does. There, we're pushing the envelope a little bit to try new things. But every time we do, we, we love it. She, yeah. It's kind of like, even if we get it a little bit wrong, Jess is going to make it look good. Yeah. Jess is rad. I yeah, remember, she, she's fantastic. I remember the, the very first time I, I went on a, on a camera for a listing or whatever was with, with Jeff was helping me make that video and that was freaking brutal. Um, so yeah, it has, it has come a long way. We, we just tried one with a listing. We've got a new one. Um, one of the seats, the, the lofts here in, uh, in right in downtown New West. Um, and we've gone with like a very, very community heavy sort of portion of that one minute video. So you're talking about cool. like the teasers and trying to get people in. We're like, so like a good half of this video is, us picking up food from downtown New West, which is kind of interesting. And, and that was one where you're kind of like, hopefully this is okay with the seller because their, their listing isn't really in this that much. <laughs> but, um, but again, coming back to showcasing why someone gonna really want this location. If, they, if they're looking at like a downtown sort of loft feel, um, it is gonna be important what's in the vicinity within a block or two up the, the front door. I, I think it's really important with any sort of New West listing that has a downtown feel to really sell that in the listing videos because a big chunk of those buyers are people coming from downtown and, and 
you know, one of their biggest pain points is that they're going to lose the walk out my door and have everything right in front of me lifestyle that they've gotten used to. Like, you know, I, I think selling lifestyle is a big part of, of selling real estate. And I, I think I can't wait to see that video, but I, I feel like I know the building you're talking about and, and that's a huge bonus to that location. Didn't you do a whole video where you're like on the sky train and everything going to like work? Yeah. My, my one in Nelson's Crescent right now, um, we, we really pushed the fact that SkyTrain, Starbucks, groceries, everything is one block away from your front door. And we ran those ads specifically targeting people in Vancouver. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the same page. I've, I've found that the one sort of style, which is why I was asking you about going live. A couple years ago, I tried to do live open houses. Uh, very similar to what you guys are doing with the gimbal walking around, but recording it in, in um, real time. And I never really got much traction out of it. Like it got okay reactions, but nothing where I was like, Oh, that was really worth, worth my time and, and, and energy. It just, just felt to me like it just sort of never, never took off. And I know a ton of agents do live open houses all the time um, and probably have success with them, but I just never have myself. I don't like them. I just don't yeah. like them. I think the, the, the vibe is too clunky. It's not well thought out coming from a music background. A lot of people say when you want to learn to sing, don't try to play your instrument and sing at the same time. Compartmentalize. Mm. Do each of them separately really well. <laughs> and I feel the same way. If you want to give a good vocal, a good voiceover on this, get some good film content separate and then do your voiceover, right? So um, that's just how I see quality, but I, I don't enjoy the live ones. I find them clunky and people are fumbling over their words and I, I, I'm not enjoying the vibe. It's not carrying me through with some nice momentum. Well, and that's if, if there are anyway, any real We're super short on this, time here, Jeff. Oh, let, let me finish my quick thought okay. and then I'm happy to wrap up. If there are realtors who are listening to this who are nailing live open houses, I'd love to hear from them because I, I've never had a serious buyer interact is, is the, the problem. I've got interaction, but never, never somebody who's like, oh, I'm interested in this house and want to talk about it. So if people have had success, I'd love to hear about that. So anyway, uh, thank you guys very much for checking this out. If you want to get a hold of Matt or Jer, who's listed as test user in the video, uh, you oh. can reach them at thenewwestguys.com. If you want to reach me, Jeff McLennan, I am at realestatenewwest.com. Thank you very much. <laughs>